Hello and welcome to this first ever episode of the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, where we get to know some of World Rugby's top players and find out what makes them tick. I'm your host, Liam Flint, and on this week's show, I speak to an undoubted great of the modern game, Springboks winger Brian Habana, as we discuss his future plans after his recent retirement and also look back on his history-making career. Wow, well, so I'm totally ready to think that you know, when I started off, my career was probably things I would never in, in my wildest dreams thought I would be doing. And that's not all. As well as our feature interview, we get to know Leinster winger Joe Tamani as we play our love or loathe game. And I ask him what he makes of the iconic All Blacks hacker. Be honest. Be honest. That's a tough one. (laughs) Stay tuned to hear more from Joe Tamani. But first, let's jump into my catch up with the man who likes to race cheetahs and jet planes. It's Brian Havana. So, Brian, you're currently here in the UK for sporting reasons, but not for the reasons that most people would associate you with in terms of your rugby. You've played some golf. You've trying to fit in an ambassadorial role as well with Fusion 100 Drink. Tell us about what you've been doing here. Um, so, yeah, first of all, um, I think looking back at the weekend where we were part of the icons of rugby with some of some of the great game's greatest players um, I definitely think I'd probably stick to the game of rugby given how poor my golf was but an absolutely phenomenal tournament you know with a great concept where you know icons of the sport come together in, in a Ryder Cup format I think unfortunately the weather didn't really play its part in it being a truly uh, public event even though you know given given the rain over the weekend but let's be able to sit around you know, around, you know with the likes of, uh, of World Cup winners Grand Slam winners um, centurions, um, you know, guys that have gone on to, to achieve unbelievable things in, in the game of rugby, um, you know, and just sitting there and, and trying to encapsulate the fantastic opportunity that we've been given by by the icons of rugby, um, it was it was really phenomenal. And the memories and, and the bonds is something that I think you know, and I'm recently new into the into the retirement environment, but I think that's sort of the things that you miss the most, and you know, being able to be around tournaments like this and to bring back those those bonds, those you know, those enjoyable times was, was really special. Um, and then you know, obviously with with Coca Fusion and, and the whole drive as as the UK you know looks at the sugar tax, you know, a healthier standard of living, you know, to be able to promote um, a product that are really not only tastes great, but I think you know has, has good natural benefits and, and health benefits to to everyone out there. Um, it's really fantastic. So yeah, great to be in the UK. The drought of I think under under sixty days. The heat wave that have been running through through the UK has been yeah. Great. You've had a great time. You've come at the perfect time. And I, and I, well, not really, given that we had to play two days of golf, in the rain, <laughs> um, which made my even poor golf even worse. But um, yeah, like I think it, it, it was really fantastic. And obviously, um, you know, you know, but a bit of sightseeing, and, and then heading back to Blon on Wednesday to to enjoy some time there with the family. So is golf the side passion? to your rugby in terms of other sports that now you can invest a bit more time in or is it just a bit of fun for you? Yeah, I, 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 again, I'm not the greatest golfer in the world so, so I'll be the first to say that um, I've, I, I enjoy playing golf so I'm not great at it but um, you know, absolutely you know, absolutely enjoy the, the social element of it. Test yourself in, you know, in, in a different environment um, and uh, for me, and unlike the, the lower handicap guys, golf is a, is a true leveller um, yeah, just absolutely enjoy the game. Uh, obviously, it's, it's pretty time-consuming. Uh, if you're playing 18 holes, you know, try and get some games in. Um, I'm not sure there's um, many 85 jobs that allow um, you know, that allow you to take one one day off a week like we had in rugby to to go play to go play the game there. 
That's amazing. And for you personally, Brian, I know you've embraced a lot of change in recent months around your rugby, your decision to retire from the game. Does anything ever prepare you for that? The day you wake up and you realise this is my time and I need to make a move here? Difficult question to answer. Um, I think many of us would, would love to be, you know, would continue playing this game for forever. Um, you know, unfortunately, at times it's mentally not possible, it's physically not possible. Um, so I think for me, you know, that's, that's sort of a decision I've been thinking about for the last two, two or so years in terms of, you know, when when do you go out? You know, what's what's the right time to go out? Uh, you know, can you know, can can the time come for you to go out on your own terms? Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't quite able to do that, which you know, is, is a little disappointing. Um, but it doesn't take away anything from from the last 16 years. So, um, you know, a, a lot of thought does, does come into it. Um, I I think it's really difficult to, to fully prepare, you know, for you know, for that decision and and for what's to come after that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, we've seen a, a massive drive transition from being a professional player to, to going into into the life after. Um, you know, from an education point of view. Um, from a work experience point of view, from an understanding, you know what you want to be doing. But there's just so many, so many different things that, that one has to put into perspective um, in terms of making that change. So I think you know having a good support system and structure around you, um, you know people that you can lean on for advice. I've been very fortunate that I've had some great people around me. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, some good advice around me, and um, like so hopefully, you know, in in this period of me taking some time off, um, you know, be able to have some good reflection on, on what has been over the last 15, 16 years um, but also within that you know, some wise decisions you know, coupled with some good advice uh, for what's to come The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast Stay tuned as we rejoin Brian Habana shortly to find out more about his future plans and also the role that his faith plays in his rugby. But now it's time to see how Leinster's Joe Tamani fared when we played Love or Loathe So here's how we got on I'm going to give you a few things. Some are rugby related, some are Aussie related, and some are just random. I just want you to tell me whether you love this thing or whether you loathe it and you really don't enjoy it. All right. So you ready? Yep. So Joe, love or loathe the All Blacks hucker? Oh, Be honest. Man. Be honest. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love. It's more so just an appreciation for how much passion they have for for the, that that culture that is important to to um, New Zealand, and that's the one thing that I love. It is a beautiful thing. Another beautiful yeah. thing, perhaps Justin Bieber, love or loathe? Love. Do you listen to a his bit? Music, Do you listen to a bit of Justin? His his his, uh, his music is okay, but I think um, watching him grow as a person I, I sort of follow him on Instagram just because uh, you know the stuff that he's been talking about lately I, I love that the way that he's been able to grow uh, I, I, yeah I really love and respect that you're 100% a believer oh uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> it's alright we've got it got it on record there's no going back that's fine <laughs> what about AFL or as we call over here Aussie Rules oh that's a tough one because I I respect them as athletes, but... You wouldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Can I, can I do a half-half? Yeah, you can. Load, yeah, you respect yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What about social media? Uh, load. The new high-tackle law that's just come in? Load. 
Selfie stick. Uh, loads. Not a fan of photos. <laughs> You're on Instagram. Um, You're on Instagram. You can't say you hate social media and selfies. Uh, well, I hate what social media does to people. Um, that's what I hate about social media. I, I, I'd say, actually, I'll go 50-50. I love the fact that it it's a, it's a gateway to c- connecting people around the world, but I hate what it does to people. Very profound, Joe. You're coming out with some really deep, profound answers. I'm impressed by this. You won't just take it. Won't just take it at face value. I'm getting much more than I bargained for. What about what about Nando's? Love, 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 love. You love the if Nando's. I could marry Nando's. <laughs> I could marry Nando's. Um, I would, but I love my wife. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, you got to win that battle. Yeah. Okay. From something you love, ice baths. Ice baths or fifty-fifty. They're much. Again, they're needed. What, they're needed, aren't they? Yeah, I love what it uh, what it does to my body afterwards, but I absolutely <laughs> loathe doing it. <laughs> really quintessentially Aussie one to finish. What do you make of Vegemite? Have you had Vegemite? Love, love. Really, you're one of those. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> love Vegemite. Oh man, that's brilliant. You know. If bread gave me a six-pack, I'd live off a diet of toast and Vegemite. <laughs> I read something that said if, if it wasn't down to Australians and their Vegemite, then the, the Australian economy would literally plunge. That many people consume Vegemite. They absolutely love it. So it's obviously true. Oh, wow. I've asked you, yeah. one guy, and you absolutely love it. Oh, man. Have you ever had Vegemite with avocado on toast? No, I've had I've had Vegemite. I've not have I've not had it with avocado. I'm guessing oh, that's yourself, that's the to do thing. That's what I need to get in on. Do yourself a favor and just mash up some avocado instead of butter. You use avocado, and then just put a tiny bit of vegemite. You don't need it too much because it's such an overpowering taste. <laughs> just need a tiny bit, and boom, it is amazing. I wonder why it's not gone global because vegemite is very much. Um, an Aussie kind of thing. Why do you think it's not loved around the world? Is it just an acquired taste? I think I think so. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like coffee, I reckon. Uh, you know, not many people enjoy coffee when they're first drinking, and then when they get used to it, they suddenly find a love for it. So, I guess if if people learnt how to eat it, that's the first thing. Is you you gotta learn how to eat it the right way of eating it. Um, then really enjoy it. I, I feel. Well, maybe that's maybe that's an idea for your team initiation. I'm sure you've had something already. You could crack out some Vegemite to actually try some and see how they get on. <laughs> oh man, you've given me an idea. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm, I'm going to take my jar and, and uh, teaspoon in there next week. Now you might not be very yeah. You might not be very popular, but oh, there, there won't be there won't be many people trying. Sure. <laughs> you don't care about that. Yeah. I did not expect that level of depth and to find out that you love avocado and Vegemite, so thank you for that. Oh, no, man, thank you. Time now for part two of our chat with Springboks legend Brian Havana. Things like racing a cheetah, racing against a plane, where do those sit with the on-field memories? They're they're what I remember you most for. I think they're pretty special. (laughs) 
my dry screen kit, Liam. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, okay, yeah, obviously there's some, wow, well, some totally radical things that, you know, when I started off my career was probably things I would never in, in my wildest dreams thought I would be doing. Um, obviously, you know, both uh, very different. I think the, the race against the Cheetah in 2007 was, you know, was really to create uh, awareness around the plight of the Cheetah and it's, you know, leaning towards becoming an, an extinct animal. And then the, the the race against the Airbus A380 was literally just to promote the new route from London to Cape Town, uh, London to Johannesburg. So, um, you know, two very different things. But like I think the, the joy of professional sport that you know, it does provide you with things. I'm doing a disservice to you. Obviously, in terms of what you did, your feats on the, on the actual field itself, people often remember you, Brian, for your pace. Is that something that you can teach? Or is that just a natural gift? I'm sure lots of people trying to use your, your coaching side now and get you to impart your knowledge. Is there any so much you can do or did you get imparted yeah, on to create yeah, that? Know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that it was sort of, sort of part of my, my natural, um, natural makeup and like I, yes, yes, I worked on it at a certain time and you know, I, I don't have the scientific knowledge or backing you know, of, of an education point of view to be able to, you know, to, to, to pass that on. So again, you look at someone like a Wade Finnegoke or Usain Bolt who are pure athletes and you know, constantly do sprint training and, and different sprint roles. I think with rugby being an inclusive thing in terms of you know, looking at all aspects of, um, of practice and training to prepare yourself for matches, um, there might be able to be some knowledge imparted uh, whether that will be purely scientific or, or what just worked for me, um, you know, is um, yeah pretty difficult to say. So, like I say, if you know, if there is maybe an opportunity to to impart knowledge, uh, you know, I'd love to give advice. Um, but I'll be I'll be open to that person I'm giving advice to that it might or might not work for them. You know, what what worked for me possibly didn't work for someone like Chris Ashton. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, too too very yeah, it's, it's very difficult to say. But I'd love to be able to in some way or form um, impart knowledge you know if, if asked upon maybe your next pace edition could be against Wade Van Nierkirk or Usain Bolt maybe that we could set that up well oh, yeah, looking, looking back I think Usain's now going into soccer which I probably even though I started playing the game of soccer as a youngster before turning to rugby I definitely won't be doing soccer and Wade actually tore his um, his ACL or MCL you know playing a game of touch rugby last year so um, I think we should just probably stick to our to our own sports for the time being. That's probably a good point. Just looking at you in terms of the the Springboks, Brian, moving forward, how confident are you in terms of the hands that they're being left in? Khaleesi now as captain, how proud does that make you as we look forward and you become a fan, not just a, a pundit yeah. or a player? I think first and foremost, it, again, I definitely don't think it's, it's a political appointment. Um, I really do believe Sia is fully deserving of it. I think it's been an absolutely inspirational moment um, that has been achieved. So, you know, to say, you know, I can say how important it is at this present moment in time is, is difficult because I think we'll only realise, reflecting back on, on this moment, you know, how, how important it was for South African rugby, you know, how important it was for, for our country. And uh, I guess I think, you know, Sia going on to then, you know, win his first series as captain, you know, against an English side. Um, was 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 pretty fantastic to be able to watch from the sidelines. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a good friend, and, and having chatted to him a little bit before and, and during the series, um, you know, I know how much it's meant to him, to his family, um, and, and to many South Africans. And I think that you know that's more more important than you know what whatever it's perceived to be, you know, from a political point of view or from outside of South Africa. 
And there have been lots of statements made, especially around South Africa rugby. In terms of one of your personal statements, you often talk, Brian, about your personal faith in Jesus, which I know is really yeah. integral to you as a, as a man and a player. Just tell us why that holds such importance in your life. What's, what's the story there for you? Yeah, I think for me, obviously, growing up in South Africa, Christianity is a more common factor within, within South African rugby teams. You know, you'll see a lot of the teams either you know, praying before games or, or praying after games. So, um, it's sort of instilled in our culture in, in a little way, and again, from from a young age, you know, I sort of, yeah, I sort of believe that you know, I've I've been given this opportunity to be blessed with the talent to do something I, re- I really love, and I think to be able to use that to be able to first of all stay humble um, in in where you are as as a person, um, you know, but be able to ground yourself in something. You know, the, the saying of standing for something or fall for anything, um, you know, I think is, is one of the the things I've been able to, to sort of reflect on, you know, over my, my rugby career and knowing that, you know, that within that point of, of being centred, um, you know, that outward growth can continue to make a difference, being able to be to be a light in the world, um, and be able to allow people to to know that, you know, as as great as being able to play rugby is, I think there's there's much more to life and you know, being able to to be that light for, for people to be able to be making a difference in the world is, is absolutely fantastic. And like I say with you know, my faith and faith in, in God and, and knowing that you know, I've been blessed with the talent to you know, to really you know, go out and, and make a difference is something that has, has allowed my, my career to you know, constantly fall back, fall, to have something to fall back on um, you know, through the good times and the bad. But I can think of easier environments to be a Christian than in the rugby world, but you must see that as a great opportunity as well as I'm sure it's been testing for you at times. Yeah, it, it has been testing. Obviously, the, the culture, you know, at points, you know, sort of, you know, do you go with the flow? You know, I'm not going to you know, stand here and say, you know, I've been, you know, I've been been a worthy candidate. You know, I've I've also, you know, fall fallen apart at, at times and you know, needed to be brought back, you know, on on the straight and narrow. And I think along your Christian, you know, Christian walk, your Christian journey, that you know, that is something that that allows you to to understand that there's a greater meaning to life. Um, and yes, it's great to be playing rugby, but um, there's, there's there's more to life than, than just rugby, and you know, again, like that, to be able to have that that centre that you can always you know come back to, you know, if you veer off the path, uh, or if you fall down, uh, if you stumble, you know, or if you if you find your head above the clouds, um, you know, to constantly have that sort of foundation that you can come back to. You know, again, each and every play is unique, but I think for me that's you know, that's been really great. You know, to be able to have the support structure from my wife, from my family, um, has made it really easy. And you just said there, Brian, there's more to life than rugby. So what does that look like for you? Is it just about enjoying life, finding new passions, more family time? Um, yeah, to be brutally honest, I think initially it's, uh, I'm definitely going to be taking some time off, you know, spending some time with the family, um, getting some time to reflect on what has been over the last 15 years and yeah, just put some, some wise decisions into place uh, to to take life forward, you know, what exactly those decisions entail is, is going to be very difficult to say at this present moment in time. Um, but I think there's, there's a bit of nervousness, you know, like there always is going into into a new chapter. Um, but in saying that, I think there's also quite a bit of excitement that, that I'm looking forward to. That's all for this week's show, but you can follow our movements as we release future rugby guests and much more across Facebook, Twitter and Instagram with the handle Planet Sport RP. Next time, we hear more on Joe Tamani's rugby journey in our main feature. It took me to actually realise that I guess that there's more to life than what I was doing. I was just in a bad way. 
Plus, we play the quickfire round with a new pro guest. So until then, you've been listening to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Mm-hmm.